Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music obsessed mates get together to talk about the music they've been listening to that week, as well as a sprinkling of news topics. You are listening to episode 34. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And we will start by going straight into the news. So big, big story this week in music, the Grammys. Yes. So we're going to go straight into the biggest story, probably of this year. So here are the 2020 Grammy nominees. So this is written by Jackson Langford from Music Feeds. And it says, the time has arrived. The night of nights for musicians, the Grammy Awards is around the corner and the Recording Academy has finally revealed the extensive list of nominees for the big event. Leading the nominations, unsurprisingly, is Lizzo, who scored eight total nominations. She managed to earn a nomination in the four biggest categories of the night. Record of the Year, Song of the Year for Truth Hurts, Album of the Year for Cause I Love You and Best New Artist. For clarification, the Recording Academy have reportedly considered Truth Hurts illegible because it rose to prominence this year. It was never submitted for consideration in the year of its release in 2017, and it features on the deluxe version of Cause I Love You. Trailing behind her with six six nominations apiece are Billie Eilish and Lil Nas X. Other big nominees include Vampire Weekend, Lana Del Rey, Bon Iver, and Ariana Grande, all of which are nominated for Album of the Year. There's some decent Aussie representation too. Both Flume and Rufus DeSol are nominated for Best Electronic Album for Hi This Is Flume and Solace, respectively. Rufus DeSol also picked up a nomination for Best Dance Recording for Underwater. Bring Me the Horizon and Tool also earned a few nominations. Bring Me the Horizon nominated for Best Rock Album, while Tool are nominated for Best Metal Performance and Best Rock Song for Tempest and Fear in Fear Inoculum, respectively. So you can check out the full list of nominees in that article. We'll link it in the description. But yes, we have some thoughts, don't we, Maddie? We do. First of all, why (laughs) is Halsey not on there? We... What is going on? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Without Me was probably one of the biggest songs of this past year. Yes, we are fans. Yes, we love her. But that is just a fact, okay? You can't say otherwise. And the fact that it wasn't nominated for song or record of the year is just blasphemy. It's gone. It's off the charts. I don't understand what's going on. Like, it's not just... Okay, this isn't just because we're fans of her music. We're no. like, we like, no. think she should be up there, but blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we're not complaining about that. Like, she has broken records Yes, with on the charts with this song. Yes, it's been a record... And it hasn't been nominated at all. Exactly, it's been a record number of weeks on the Billboard charts, and it's like, it's had so much impact, I just don't understand. And it's so sad, because, like, she tweeted about it, like, the day of the nominations, and she was like, guys, this sucks, but, you know, this is kind of what the Grammys are like, I love you, blah, 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 and it's like, I just, I just, I can't, okay? I just can't. (laughs) It's, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that's our first rant point. Yes. (laughs) We have a few, so stick around. Yes, so the next one that I'm a bit salty about, which I know Maddie is as well, Lil Nas X. Yeah. So his EP, EP, is nominated for Album of the Year, which is okay, like, fine. Whatever EP, they're just as important. That's fine. Look, let to be clear, I didn't even know he had an EP. (laughs) Well, that's, right? Like, I thought it was just... Old Town Road and Panini, and that yeah. was like it. And that's the thing. That's exactly my point, is that it's only on there because of Old Town Road. Yeah. 
one Which song. Which isn't fair. That's not like, fair. Like, when you look at the other, like, with Album of the Year, like, Bon Iver, Lana Del Rey, Billie Eilish, like, Ariana Grande. Those... I completely understand why Old Town Road would be nominated for Song of the Year. Yeah. I am completely okay with that. That's fine. But the fact that he is on, what is it, Al- Album of the Year? Or is yeah. It, yeah. Album, Album of, the of the Year for an EP that has, like, two songs on it that people know. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And, it, yes. I but don't know. another one as well that I'm a bit like, mm, okay, this is a bit weird, is Best Pop Duo Slash Group Performance. So Ariana Grande and The Social House's song Boyfriend's on there, and I'm like, what? That was such that a was, weird that song. That was such a fleeting moment, yeah. I think. Like, it came and it went, yeah. and no one I know, which sort is... of made a big fuss about it. They were like, oh, like, yeah. Ariana Grande's on this song, and it was like, okay. It exists. We'll move on now. It's so weird. Whereas, like, with, like, Thank You Next, it was... Yeah. Like, an oh. absolute schmuzzle. And another thing. Record of the Year, Seven Rings is nominated, but not Thank, Thank you, you Next. Next. What? Where is... Like, Thank You Next is on there for Album of the Year, isn't it? E- yes, yes. Yeah. That's so, Thank You Next year. is for Album of the Year, which is fair enough, because that was such a huge, huge release. Yeah. For her and for, like, pop for sure. music in general. Definitely. But I was so surprised that out of all of the tracks, Seven Rings was nominated. It multi- yeah. And not just once, like, multiple times. I know, like, best pop solo performance, Seven Rings. It's like, I would have thought Thank You Next, especially with, like, the impact it had and how, you know, like, what the song was achieving, I would have thought that that... And what it sort of meant to her. Yeah, too. exactly. It was such a prominent moment yeah. in not only music, but like in sort of like entertainment culture. And because yeah. her and Pete was such a like, a yeah. nice thing and when it's that like, broke up. And it was just. Exactly. And when like the sort of um, like promo of that song was coming before it released, it was like talking about her exes. And everyone was like, oh, like this is such a big thing for her because, like, you know, she's had all these, like, high-profile relationships and she's never really commented on them and yet she's putting them in a song. You know, it's, like, that kind of thing that I just don't get why Seven Rings, while it's a fine song, I definitely don't think it was as impactful as Thank Thank You Next. Next. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm salty. But, yeah. (sighs) But, obviously, there are some things that we're happy about. Like, Lizzo deserves all of those eight nominations. And let's be honest. Definitely Billie Eilish. Like, this was her year for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm also really happy that Lana Del Rey got Album of the Year nomination. Like, I I, honestly, I don't, I did not see that coming. I really didn't. And Bon Iver for I.I. I I was really surprised to see that in um, Album of the Year, too. Yeah. Like, like, because he's nominated in the alternative category. Yeah. Which is always what he, like, sort of goes with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I was surprised that he was in, like, the general Album of the Year, which is really, really good to see, so I, look, I don't think he's gonna get it, but, I mean, it's good to see that he was recognised for it. So then, let's, let's see, who do we think will get Album of the Year? So we've got Bon Iver, Lana Del Rey, Billie Eilish, her, Ariana Grande, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, and Vampire Weekend. I think, I think it's going to be Billie Eilish. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm tossing up between, like, I really want Lizzo I know. to get it, but I don't think she will. I think she might get Best New Artist. Yeah. I have a feeling. Because, yep. you know, 
Oh, and while we're on Best New Artist, why is Billie Eilish <laughs> That's, in Best New Artist? That is so weird She's to me. She's been around for more than, I know. like, one year. She has had major success in previous years. Yeah, and, and she, that's... I don't think she's, like, considered a new artist at this point. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, when you, you know, I just said Lizzo's on there, and she's been around for a while too, but she has not achieved success. No, absolutely. Compared to Billie Eilish. Like, she's had very success, uh, successful EPs, before and like while this is you know when we all fall asleep where do we go is her debut album i don't think that constitutes as like oh this is a reason why she should be yeah yeah. as best new artist it's like no yeah so album album of the year i reckon look i reckon lana del rey's got a pretty really really i think that a lot of people have kind of got on the lana bandwagon this is true and it's interesting i don't know it's interesting because I don't think it's her best album, but yeah. like, well, I'm, I'm not even a Lana fan. <laughs> I just think I don't know. I've just, I just, what I've observed, yeah. I feel like she's gotten a lot of good press. Oh yeah, about this album. That's and I true. Think it has like skyrocketed, and she's kind of transformed. Like she kind of used to be perceived, especially with her first few albums, she used to be perceived a little bit as a joke like people didn't take her seriously yeah she was like this kind of like weird indie like. yeah like a lot of people didn't want to actually take her seriously so the fact that this album has kind of you know catapulted her success and people are actually looking at her as a real artist yeah i think that's a positive for sure but who, yeah who do you reckon's gonna get record of the year though record of the year hmm so the nominations for that are Hey Ma by Bon Iver, Bad Guy, Billie Eilish, Seven Rings, Ariana Grande, Hard Place by her, Talk, Khalid, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X, Truth Hurts, Lizzo, and Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee. Mm. I'm really surprised that Sunflower is on there. I'm surprised, but at the same time, I remember that song for at least the first like six months Because it was on the year. Spider-Man soundtrack, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. yeah. I remember for the first six months of this year, that song was kind of everywhere. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that Lil Nas X might take it out. I know. I. <laughs> it just pains me to say it. I don't want it to, though. <laughs> I really want it to be Lizzo with Truth Hurts, but I have this sneaking suspicion that Lil Nas X is going to get yeah, it. Yeah, which is kind because of Because like... Old Town Road has literally dominated and i'm sad about it so depressing it's honestly depressing yeah i mean and then we've got so with song of the year we've got lady gaga always remember us this way very odd as well i'm kind of like because that's from um and why it's not shallow yeah bit weird unless unless that was the cutoff i'm not sure if shallow came out too early for it to be oh okay but anyway because wasn't that nominated last year anyway um yeah so lady gaga always remember us this way billy eilish bad guy tanya tucker bring my flowers now her hard place taylor swift lover lana del rey norman rockwell lewis capaldi someone you love lizzo truth hurts i reckon lewis capaldi's got a pretty good shot at this one actually you reckon yeah i don't know i feel i don't know i i think it might be um bad guy bad guy yeah possibly because oh but then again lovers on there 
Yeah, see, a lot of people were salty about Lover not having more nominations, like, for yeah. example, with Album of the Year. Um, yeah. So that could be kind of like the, um, you know, maybe she takes out this one. Yeah, actually, I'm, yeah, I'm changing my tune. I reckon Tay-Tay might get it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, yes. let us know what you think, what your picks are, what your opinions on who got nominated and who didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so many thoughts as <laughs> you've just listened to us rant about for yes. however long. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know in a comment, chuck us a DM, let us know what you reckon about the nominations. We've got another sort of update. Yes. So our last sort of news story of this episode is an update to the Taylor Swift saga. So last week we kind of discussed a major update with what was happening with Taylor Swift and the American Music Awards and now Scooter Braun has responded. So this is coming from Pitchfork written by Madison Bloom and it says Scooter Braun addresses Taylor Swift controversy in lengthy Instagram post. Yesterday, music manager Scooter Braun addressed his increasingly fraught professional relationship with Taylor Swift publicly for the first time ever. During a Q&A at the 2019 Entertainment Industry Conference, Braun spoke to Variety's Shirley Halperin about toxic division on social media and how he didn't want to participate in that kind of communication. Now, Braun has written a lengthy Instagram post that directly addresses Swift for the first time. In it, he claims that his family have received, quote, numerous death threats since Swift accused Braun and ex-label boss Scott Borchetta of preventing her from performing any of her early material during the upcoming American Music Awards. Quote, since your public statement last week, there have been numerous death threats directed at my family, Braun wrote in his post. This morning, I spoke out publicly for the first time, saying I wouldn't participate in a social media war. However... I came home tonight to find my wife had received a phone call threatening the safety of our children as well as other threats seen above. He shared an image that appears to be a direct message at the end of his post. It reads, Hi, why don't you just die with your children? I will buy a gun tomorrow and then shoot you all in the head. Yes. Braun's statement, which can be read in full, goes on to address previous issues mentioned by Swift such as the statement she posted to social media back in June when Braun's media holding company announced its acquisition of Taylor Swift's former label, Big Machine Label Group, thereby acquiring her pre-lover catalogue at the time Swift accused Braun of incessant manipulative bullying. So, wow. we have another update. Um, it's interesting because, so from what people have been saying about um, Scooter Braun's response um, has been... A lot of people have been saying you, you know, you're kind of projecting your mistakes as her fault, kind of, which um, it definitely can be perceived that way. Um, Again, you can read the full statement in the article, which is linked in the description. But it's kind of, I feel like this is a really tricky situation and I do think it's really hard that it's all played out on social media because people are obviously going to take sides no matter what. I do think it's not right to send death threats no matter oh, what. absolutely not. Especially in that taste. Like, that's disgusting. That's horrible. Um, but again, I don't know if that can be put onto Taylor Swift. Yeah. Because, I, like, it's a really, gr- like, tricky grey area, but I don't think, you know someone making death threats is because of what she basically said. She was protecting herself and standing up for herself. You know, if people want to make yeah, death threats. Yeah, she's just... The fact that, like, she's just letting people know what's going on. Yeah. Like, this person has 
not allowed me to play these songs yes. because of this reason, blah, 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 blah. She's explaining what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you'll always have the, like, the fans who are a little bit too invested. Yes. And they just get on a bandwagon and just, like, lash out. Mm-hmm. And none of that is acceptable in any way, shape, or form. But I think, yeah, you'll always have, especially with, like, the social media culture. Oh, for sure. And Twitter, it, it's just an absolute black hole for just disgusting behaviour like that mm-hmm. when when these sorts of things arise. But, yeah, it's just a shame that it's sort of come to this. Yeah, it's it's really blown up. And, yeah, I'm interested to see because the, um, the American Music Awards are tomorrow, Australian time. I'm really interested to see how everything sort of plays out um because he tomorrow at the time of recording yes sorry tomorrow at the time of recording sorry i should say um it'll already be happened when this yes goes up yes um so we'll see how it all kind of plays out hopefully next week we'll have an update on that but yes this brings us to a very long news segment (laughs) uh so before we go into talking about our songs uh, we encourage you guys to pause the podcast, go down to the description and click either the Spotify or YouTube playlist so you can listen to the songs that we're about to talk about and you don't get lost or confused. So we're going to start with Song of the Week. Maddie, what have you got for us? My Song of the Week is called Marilyn by Alice Chris Jansen. So I have had a chat about Alice Chris Jansen before on the podcast. I think she was an under like an under a rock mm. Yeah, it was um, a while ago. Song a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Um, and yeah, I this this is like a fairly new release, I believe. And it's, again, like I cannot express in words how much I love Alice's voice. Mm. Like, yep. she's so beautiful. Like, oh, I remember now I described her like, as like a woodland fairy yes. in the other episode. And that comment still stands and it will forever stand. Like, she's she's got such a delicate beautiful voice and this song is it's another very slow like gorgeous sort of um it's this tale about like this relationship and she's um she's sort of in love with this person a lot more than um like they need her and Mm. it's sort of this cycle but the other person is sort of they thrive off that sort of attention and it's this like toxic sort of yeah cycle that goes through and she's like asking like what's gonna happen in the end like where where's this mm. gonna lead to and it's just an absolutely beautiful tune i'm in love with yeah everything that she sings i really i was really fascinated by like the instrumentation like there's this really beautiful guitar riff but it's so simplistic mm. but yet it kind of holds as the structure of the song it's really interesting i i find like I find that really fascinating how something so simple can really have that much of an effect. Yeah, and that's sort of a, like, it's it's sort of a pattern with a lot of her music. Like, it's all very sort of all what I have listened mm. um, to so far. Like, it's all very, very simplistic and very toned down, but it's got, like, it's just so captivating, mm. even though there's, like, not much, like, not much going on in terms of, like, you know, things here and there but it's just like it's just so simple and beautiful and it just like draws you in and Mm. her voice is again incredible and I'm obsessed with her and yeah it's crazy to think like she's so young and she started out on YouTube and she was like uploading covers of her singing and now yeah so that is my song of the week 
Marilyn by Alice Chris Jansen. So, Vivian, what is your song of the week? My song of the week is Hallelujah by Haim. So, this is a really, really interesting song. It's their latest release. Um, they've been slowly, sporadically um, releasing their singles from their upcoming album. And I think this is like the third or fourth time that I've talked about them yeah. on the podcast. So, you guys know how much we both love Haim. But this one is such a fascinating song. It's It's got such an interesting backstory to it. So... Uh, the whole sort of premise is that they're talking about their bond as sisters, which is just so beautiful. You don't yeah. hear that a lot pretty much anywhere. Um, and it's interesting because each of the sisters, they each have their own verse. And they talk about something that they've been struggling with. Um, so, for example, with Esty, she's talking about um, being diagnosed with diabetes. And then um, Alana was talking about how she lost a friend when she was really young. And they each sort of talk about this thing that they went through and then how, in the end, their sisters helped them sort of through it and how their sisters are the the only people that they can turn to in times like this. And one of the main lines that I love is, how did I get this hallelujah? And it's just, oh, it's so gorgeous. It killed me when it's, I heard it. I was just like, oh, it's oh my so gosh. precious. I just, it's, I love that so much that they're just so willing to just be so open about you know the relationship that they have with their sisters it's so beautiful and even with the instrumentation it's so simple it's got this beautiful guitar that danielle's playing and it doesn't really go anywhere because the emphasis is on the vocals yeah especially towards the end it doesn't need to build it's one of those that you just you don't want it to yeah it's because it's just focusing on the lyrics and towards the end there's some beautiful harmonies that kind of build and it's like a nice sort of way to end the song but yeah it's such a beautiful track it's definitely up there with one of my favorite ones from there because it's something different from them as well it's such a big like 180 though yeah now i'm in it oh for sure yeah oh my god like Like, it's so (laughs) so completely different and i kind of like it i kind of like how they want to show their vulnerable side as Mm. well so yeah that's my song of the week this week hallelujah by haim now we're going to go into Under a Rock and I'll kick us off. So my Under a Rock this week is Real Thing by Middle Kids. So this is an interesting one for me. Um, I, I've i listened to Middle Kids before. They're a very popular Australian band. They're all over the radio. Um, so, many, so many of my friends love them. But it's been a little bit hard for me to get into them. I've just, you know, most of their popular tracks, I just haven't been able to fully grasp and honestly I can't tell you why <laughs> I, <laughs> there is no explanation for I that. don't know why um but I saw them uh with my friend Xanthia at Laneway this year and they're really really amazing live the way that they sort of captivate an audience I found really interesting because with this one especially it's kind of like a typical sort of indie rock but it's got like I want to say grunge elements in terms of the instrumentation. Instrumentation yeah, that only. would be it, yeah. Yeah, definitely not with the vocals or the lyrics at all. But, yeah, this one's really cool because I think what I really like about this song is the chorus. Um, I think it's got such like a... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's one of those choruses that is so infectious and as soon as it comes on you know the lyrics and you can just belt it out you know Mm. um which i think 
I've said before on the podcast. The belt factor is extreme. Exactly. Uh, you know, if a song has a very, like, beltable chorus... <laughs> we're, that's an adjective now. We're, we're, we're going to trademark that. Um, then I think it's a good song, and I definitely think this, the real thing, um, fits into that description. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, I kind of want to check out their other stuff um, properly rather than just their popular tracks but mm. yeah so that's my under a rock this week real thing by middle kids maddie what's your under a rock my under a rock this week is called call me lover by sam fender um i haven't again i haven't really listened to much of his music i don't know why his name sounded familiar to me like i've listened to him before i don't think i have mm. as far as i'm aware mm. But, um, yeah, so that's obviously why he's my under a rock. Um, but he's very, very popular, um, popular artist. He's from England and this song, Call Me Lover, is really, really cool. So one of the first things that sort of got me interested in in the beginning was the difference in, like, like the instrumentation in between the verses and the chorus. Like, it's so, like, very, very much toned down and very simple in the verses. And then there's sort of this, like, pause mm. in between, like, because there's this sort of, like, silent, not, like, like silent bars, but there's just, like, a guitar sort of thing. But it, like, hangs on for a couple of bars longer than you, than you yes. think. And it's, like, you're waiting for it to come. And then the chorus just, like, launches in mm. and there's, like everything's in it like the vocals just like turn up to 11 there's guitar like really really bashing like percussion Mm. whereas like in the verses there isn't really any percussion at all it's sort of just the the guitar playing really percussively and then like towards Mm. the end there's like this um bass drum like there's these two beats as it kind of builds as it builds towards the chorus and you're just like waiting for it you're like okay okay when's it gonna come when's it gonna come Mm. and it's really really cool and then another thing that I really, really love about this is how they've incorporated strings mm. into the song. So at the beginning, it's like the vi- like I'm pretty sure the violins playing like a tremolo, so like a really, really shaky sort of. They're just on like one note the entire time, and mm. it's just like this sustained tremolo like the entire way through. And then in like the bridge, sort of towards the end, they come in with these like sweeping, sliding harmonies, and it's just like this big sort of like gushing like string section, and it's so so beautiful. So I love beautiful. it. It's amazing. So, but yeah, other than that, it's sort of like this really really cool like upbeat kind of like pop rocky mm. type vibe. Mm. Um, and he's got an incredible voice, Sam Fender. He's like For amazing, sure. amazing voice. But yeah, I definitely recommend listening to it. It's really, really cool. If like if you like anything like that with like the strings, let me know if you like the strings or not because I absolutely love them. Uh, but yeah, so that's my Under a Rock, Call Me Lover by Sam Fender. And next on the agenda is Caught My Ear. So I'll kick us off with mine. Um, it is called Flowers and Superpowers by Wafia. I love that title. So, I know, it's so rad. Such an it? awesome title. So it just like screams 70s it like does. flower power and yes. so does the album art though because oh, it's yeah. like lime green and pink and oh so great. pretty but yeah so this song is a trip a trip guys An absolute <laughs> trip so when i <laughs> i played it for vivian and she was like what is 
going on? It, it's just so wild. Like, every part of it, I was like, this is so interesting. It's so, so cool. So, to begin with, there's, like, this... It's not, like, an arpeggio, but it's kind of, like, this weird sort of, like, um, recurring, mm. like, up and down sort of... I don't know what it is. I, I kind like of a... I kind of likened it to the Stranger Things intro a little bit, just in a okay. different... Obviously, yeah. different key, but in terms of the, in terms of like the um like the rhythm, yeah, yeah. So just picture that Stranger Things intro. But, uh, <laughs> no, like, and then it's really it's like it's got like this really sort of um like her vocals are really really soft throughout it. It's mm-hmm. a very sort of it's not like overpowering. It's not really rich. It's sort of this like over the top floaty sort of vibe. And then the coolest thing about this song in my opinion is the chorus and um so towards the end the lyric is like talk me down mm-hmm. and once she says that she like re- repeats down on all of these different chords but it jumps like all over the place and it doesn't seem like it's in any particular key signature it's just all of these random weird sort of it sort of, to me, they sort of, like, remind me of, like, bell tones. Yeah. Sort of, like, hand, yeah. someone playing, like, hand bells. That's such but a good like, point. But, like, they sort of, like, pop here and there, like, all over the place. And, like, it's something that I can't describe to you You really words. can't. Like, you really, really have to listen to it. And, like, it's such, such a cool, like, little tidbit It's so unexpected as well because with, with how the song sort of builds with that um, synth, in the beginning that sort of reoccurs you you think that the chorus is going to be sort of like this sort of built up pop chorus but yeah. it's not at all it's just the words talk me down and like the the production as well it's it turns very psychedelic and mm, very yeah. much like i guess what the visual sort of aspect of it is you know yeah. with the album art and everything it's very psychedelic you know there's these weird flourishes here and there and then when you hear those like different chords you're just like what is happening yeah but it works so, so well so cool and like her her higher register mm. in this song is so gorgeous so pretty like there's this one line where she says like take me higher and she like as she says take me higher she goes high up in the love that and we love we love some good word painting <laughs> and but yeah she just like floats up in the air and it's like oh my god it's it's like she's sort of like suspended in the yeah. air like singing just looking down in upon the us. sky like this fairy like it's so 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 cool but yeah it's it's just an amazing song and so, i'm, so I'm obsessed with these really really cool chords i just I love, love it, it. Love a good chord progression. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's Caught My Ear, Flowers and Superpowers by Wethia. Caught My Ear for you, Vivian. What have yes. you got? Well, we're heading right into a different direction, guys. A dark, deep hole. <laughs> a very <laughs> different. So my Caught My Ear this week is The End by Marilyn Manson, originally by The Doors. So anyone that knows me knows that The Doors are one of my all-time favourite bands, truly. And, um... You know, the, the fact that Marilyn Manson, another one of my favourite artists from a completely different genre, covered this is, like, extremely yeah, wild to me. Yeah, when you said, you were like, oh, it's it's a cover of, a, of like, the Doors song. I went, wait, like, the Doors? Like, I know. You, like, Marilyn Manson singing the Doors? It's so weird, guys. And it's interesting because he just released this the other day, so it's very new. Um, 
And yeah, it's just it's so different for anyone that knows the Doors in general. They're they they were like a psychedelic rock band, uh, very popular in the sixties and seventies. Um, and the original version of the end is a twelve minute song, very psychedelic, very interesting. It's got a lot of different elements to it. Now Marilyn Manson's version is equally as interesting. It's shorter, <laughs> but in a different way. Yeah, so it's eight minutes, um, and it's obviously a lot more heavier because that's what uh, Marilyn Manson does. But the cool thing about this one is that while the instrument instrumentation is heavier, especially when it sort of goes into like the musical breakdowns and the chorus, the choruses, um, his voice is not his signature sort of rasp it's still raspy but it's not as intense um he still sort of tries to tone it down which i find really interesting which is why yeah. i put it in caught my ear because i did i did notice that because i was expecting it to be a lot yeah a lot like, more scarier than yeah <laughs> it sounds and i was like okay yeah this isn't too bad like i would i would listen to the entire thing yeah anyway, maybe <laughs> He would only, and it's cool because he would only sort of growl or scream like as sort of like flourishes. He doesn't really rely mm. on that, which is definitely very different for him. And it's interesting. And, you know, Marilyn Manson has been around for a while now. And I don't think he can kind of do that anymore as well. Like mm. this sort of like the screaming and the growling. So I do think it's cool he's kind of like transitioning into this sort of genre. But yeah, I'm such a fan. I love this. The, the first thing I picked up on. Because I'm such a nerd. Because this is Maddie. Because, <laughs> again, like, we're getting technical again. But I was like, hold on. There's something There's something weird about this rhythm. Mm. And it, and it like, hit me. The The thing is, like, the instrumentation stays in this straight, like, 4-4 four, four meter. But the vocal in the... I'm not sure if it's the whole way through because I didn't listen to the yeah. entire eight minutes. But the vocal is in 3-4. Mm. Which is really... So, if you don't know, like, 3-4 <laughs> is sort of like a... like a waltz yeah. time it's like this weird sort of like flowy thing mm. but yeah it, like the like both of them sort of like playing along together yeah and like where the like the stresses and the pulses are in the vocal is different to where they are in like the backing music and yeah. it's it's really like this really cool sort of like um like they play off each other it's mm. really really interesting and it's i was very cool curious because i asked vivian because i hadn't heard the original i was like oh is it like that in the original one mm. and well like the vocal isn't but when we get to like there's like a um like a guitar breakdown, breakdown yeah. thing and it's like that That's, in there but yeah. um yeah no i thought that was really really cool yeah that sort of piqued my nerdy <laughs> nerdy interest and it's cool because you know i feel like with this song the original it's such a unique song on its own that when someone covers it i i do feel like it would be hard to sort of make it your own um but you know in true marilyn manson fashion he's completely taken it and it sounds so different but it still sort of holds um what like sort of like the foundation of what the original was which mm. i love so yeah who knew that this was ever going to happen i'm collab of the century <laughs> So yeah, uh, that was my Caught My Ear this week, The End by Marilyn Manson. And that brings us to the end of this episode because we have no recommendations. How sad. What's going on? 
Send us a DM, please. We are sad. Uh, but thank you, I'm guys. Gonna, I'm going to have to like put a call out like every single day. Yes. Like, what's going on? Because you know we will listen to anything. Truly anything. Like, literally anything. Like, so, Vivian listens to Marilyn Manson. Like, yes. come on. Like, come on, guys. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked about Andrew Bocelli the other week. Yeah. Like, let's go. <laughs> Give me some classical music. <laughs> Oh, thank you guys so much for listening this week. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, a bunch of other platforms. We try to be as available as possible. You can let us know what you thought about the songs this week. We have very, very interesting ones, I think, this yeah. week. And then let us Wild. know what you thought about the Grammy noms and yes. all of that, because we're definitely, definitely very interested to see what you guys reckon about all of that. So you can follow us on social media at Caught My Earpod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all the latest updates. We will see you on Monday with a brand new episode. Bye, guys. See you later.